Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This season, we'll be covering all things wealth, from owning it to maximizing it. For further information, or if you'd like help accelerating your wealth directly, please do contact us. Head over to our website, www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk. Lisa Johnson is a seven-figure business coach specializing in helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses using passive income from membership and courses. After a tough childhood spent in social housing, Lisa went on to have a successful career in law, banking and in entertainment industry. Her background in overcoming obstacles has helped her mould her into a bold, straight talking, and she certainly is that coach, who is never afraid to be authentic and outspoken truth teller. She's spoken on BBC's Woman Hour, Thrive Global. She's been in magazines and newspapers like Psychologies, The Guardian and Red, and recently featured on Forbes magazine. Lisa is a huge believer that everyone can become or anyone can become a success no matter their background. And she's known for her anti-value campaign online. She lives in Hertfordshire with her husband and her eight-year-old twin sons. And But she coaches all around the world. Let's get started talking to Lisa. Beautiful lady looking like you should be, I don't know, driving a plane right now, though people can't see that. <laughs> driving a plane? I don't know whether you drive a plane. <laughs> yeah, you fly a plane, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's early. I've been awake since, I don't even know what time. I was laying awake last night, you know, like you do. Yeah. Uh, sometimes thinking about silly things, but there we go. How are you today? I'm all right today. I've had like one crap day this week. And the rest has been good days. So that's good. days. You've got to roll with the punches, right? You've got to, I mean, yeah. It's what it's all about, isn't it? My, my, my daughter went to school this morning and she had, it's my son's birthday and um, she really had the ump that she couldn't stay at, at home with, you know, she's 12. Yeah. And I wasn't driving her to school. She had to walk to school and it was Ooh. this whole drama. All my fault. <laughs> yeah. Wait, well, mine was, mine was, my eight-year-old was preening in a mirror all morning saying wondering if his nose looks big <laughs> <laughs> they, they, i love them they, but they drive you mad but they any, do. anyway onto the subject not kids today we're talking money and wealth and all those those juicy things that i love to talk about but in them um, in a context where people can relate to it and understand it and it's all about my my sort of passion is about having more women who can possibly retire earlier, which would be awesome. Yeah. Going into retirement, we're able to make more choices around what they're doing and how they're spending their time. Um, they haven't given it all away and they haven't helped everybody else and left themselves last. Um, and also, if it's those right, right fits right, those women that are maybe in relationships where they're not financially independent in any way, um, and therefore they feel stuck and they can't move on. Um, money is a real um, anchor for some people in lots of different ways. So um, I hope today our conversation with the lovely Lisa will um, help and empower and support other women maybe to make some changes and shifts in their life. So Lisa, um, where do I start with you? Golly gosh. <laughs> Well, let's start with the question I always ask, which is, what does wealth mean to you? It's a tricky one, this, because it's always changing for me. So what it used to mean for me when I had no money or minus no money, which is how I was when I was growing up and, uh, and into my 20s and 30s, if we're honest about it, wealth then meant for me having more money than I needed and in in the context of what that meant for me at the time was I was living 
pay month to month so i would be like i would think i was wealthy if i still had five pound left in the bank by the end of the month because that never happened it was always like what what point can i get to in the month without it being gone and me having to not do anything for two weeks because it was all gone so that's wealth, normal for that's like normal for some people listening completely normal that yeah. was how i was my whole life like having mm. either no money or some enough money to live but not really enough money to do anything other than live and having to really i've budgeted from such a young age because i've always known that you have to ration it <laughs> like you know <laughs> like i've got i've got like you know i used to get paid something like a thousand five hundred a month when i was doing quite well in in my corporate life and i was going okay there's a thousand five hundred my rent's one thousand one hundred i was living in the middle of london i've got 200 pound for bills and things and so then the rest of it i would ration it out on weeks mm. and go okay i've got like 50 quid a week or mm. 40 quid a week that i can go out with and like do normal things in your 20s and 30s with and that got really hard and when i had the kids that got even worse because it was like oh god now we really don't have any money and so then we were rationing like credit card use if mm. we put money on this credit card then we don't have to pay it off for 18 months yeah. by then maybe something will change and and then i'd get another credit card that was a lower apr and i was quite good with like thinking about how to make the money go as much as i could like use as much as i could but wealth it means completely different to me now because wealth then just meant having money wealth mm. now to me means having money later right That's the difference like you i mean you know even just two or three years ago when you knew me how different it was because you know i as you know and as some people listening may know i came into money quickly so i had no money my whole childhood no money my whole 20s and 30s and then suddenly when i hit 40 in within one year i went from no money to a hell of a lot of money yeah what seemed like a hell of a lot to me you know like being able to spend two three hundred thousand um a year and then the next year making a million yeah it's crazy, very right? it's crazy it's like so completely surreal and i didn't know i didn't understand money i didn't know what to do with money i didn't know how you should handle it to me it was like like this is the jackpot it was like <laughs> winning the lottery it's like what should i do let's go on loads of holidays you know i've always wanted to travel so let's spend it on that let's get everything i've ever wanted you know let's buy the house that i've always no wanted. limits right and a lot of people yeah. do that like it's like when they that's why a lot of people that win the lottery lose it all i can totally go, see how and then within five years that many are bankrupt because they don't know how to handle it and i see a lot of business owners that are now doing really well and in the past they've done really well and they're not used to money and it's not like i'm not saying i, I didn't have an affluent childhood don't get me wrong um but it's just like okay well, all the things i've always wanted and had to stop myself and desired i'm just gonna go and buy because no one can stop me it's yeah. almost like I'm that's what it feels like like yeah. i was a kid because nobody actually teaches you how to handle money or what mm. you should even be thinking about like i had no idea and it's only really in the last year that i've started to think more logically about hold on a minute this is all well and good but you know you never really know how long things are going to last for like i've been yeah. up and down before so i don't know what's going to happen and i can try and plan for that but yeah. we don't really know so it's always good to kind of think a bit more I, i'm certainly not one of those people that thinks too much about wealth in the way of pensions and saving for my kids and all of that I've never been that way and i think that's because 
I did all right on nothing, and so I kind of expect my kids to do all right on nothing and yeah. to, to make and it themselves. you very much live for, for now. Like, when very I sat much. down with you, I don't even know if it was two years, 18 months ago. I can't even remember. And I was describing, like, what wealth could mean to you in the future. And we'd sort of draw out some circles around different properties, which might have, sorry, different businesses that might have property and how you can start to siphon the, the turnover of the business in other ways. And we started that sort of conversation. Yeah. And it's like, you're, at the time, you were just about, like, you were, you were doing really well. Um, but you were, like, booking holidays left, right and centre. You were out of the country probably, like, 80% of the year. And I was telling you to stop. And your yeah. face, and I was saying, well, this is what the alternative looks like. And you were like, no, because I, I don't want to do that. That's far too boring, far too sensible. I just want to go on holidays all yeah. the time. <laughs> I still have a bit of that in me, but it's more balanced out now because I'm seeing how you can invest and it can still be fun. Yeah. It, it can still seem fun you know the property kind of thing is my next move and I love all of that and you know you quite rightly made me buy a house this year <laughs> which I've done so that now like that bit's secure so like parts of me are more secure now and so yeah. it's opening up the possibility and also there's only so many holidays you can have especially yeah. this year and so it's yeah. opening up the possibility in my head of different ways of making wealth and making myself feel more stable and you know we've talked before about how I think a lot of this comes from mindset I think mm. a lot of it comes from the panic in me that it could all just be gone so I need to spend it all now you know right. I need to enjoy it all now because it might all disappear because that's what I've seen before like yeah. you know you have a bit of money and then it's all gone yeah um, if you make the most of it live for today yeah, live for and then the other end of the scale from a fear perspective is it's all going to be gone tomorrow so I need to hoard it so I see a lot of women who are very risk adverse and they won't look to, to that next step. I had one client who had an employed job, corporate, large bonuses, and she hoarded 1.5 million over five years of bonuses and done nothing with it. It was sitting in a bank account. And that took over a year of gradual working with her to get her to a point where she had a fully invested portfolio with offshore bonds and all science kinds of things. Um, and she isn't like, you know, the, the transition from where she was to where she ended was incredible. Um, but it took time. It's not something you can just do overnight. It's not a quick fix. And she had yeah. to, she's a very intelligent lady. Obviously she had a very, very good job. Um, but it was just having somebody to sort of, I guess, help her through that process. And I think for women, you either made to do it because you've got this money and you've got to figure it out somehow. Yeah. Um, but what, one of the problems I find is that that transition, yours was literally not quite overnight, but over a very short period of time, people don't think it's for them because they haven't won the lottery or they haven't got that big bonus or they have, so they just ignore it. Yeah. And then they don't put any of the education or the steps in place. There's no stepping stones in front of them. They're just like, Oh, I'm going to fall in the water. I, where, where should I stumble to next? And yeah. they're not laying down any foundations or any steps in front of them. I think that's so, I mean, I didn't even have a pension until I came to you, you know, mm. like it just wasn't something I cared about. I couldn't see that far in the future mm. and it had never been anything I really you know, and it's not like I have a husband that a lot of people don't worry about pension because they have a husband with big pensions or with a lot of money. Like I'm the sole breadwinner. So it's really something I should have thought about. But to me, things like that were just like so far out of anything I'd thought about before. But they're not sexy though. They're, they're, uh, there's a perception with pensions that there's something that someone does when they're old. That there's something yeah. that, you know, when you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're, you earn more money. Like the, the, the 40 grand a year that I can put into my pension as a tax allowance. Well, that's, I earn that in like a week. It's like, 
don't really care. Um, but there does get to a point of wealth preservation where you've got to use those tax wrappers. And they're, they're not sexy, they're tax no. wrappers. But you make it more sexy by how you made it more sexy to me was well, what you could do, Lisa, is you could put it all in these pensions, but then when you're 50 or 55, if you want to go on a blowout holiday, you could take half of it out, but at least it would be there. That made it more sexy to me. I was like, oh, think of that holiday. <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's all about wrapping it up in some fancy bow for yeah. uh, how you go. So does that, is that what wealth is to you? Is it the holidays? Is it the lifestyle? Or is it the security? Or is it that future? Or is it a balance between the lot? I think it's a balance. And I think that if, I, if I'm honest about it, what most people call rich, I've always thought of as wealth. And I think it's only now that I'm starting to think, actually, I'm rich, but I'm not wealthy. Because if everything stopped, you know, it would go, there isn't there isn't enough there to keep me living forever. And therefore, I don't have aged money. And I think aged money is really important. Mm. And money that is there, ready for basically security mm. i think now what i think of as wealth is security is me not having to worry if i can't work for two years and yeah, we've done right. a bit of that with like insurances and, and all of that kind of thing mm. but i think there's a lot more to go and i'm getting there slowly <laughs> yeah and that's all part of the journey right like you you've, you're you've you know you've come so far from where you described you know probably like four five four or five years ago or so to where you are now going from you know living on credit cards and you know not sure how you're going to get through the month um to, to you know really earning what well, on average like a couple of hundred thousand every month like yeah. it's a it's a huge huge transition um but I, I i i saw your post the other day about i need some luxury in my life and um everyone was sort of posting all these like really fancy things look what made you think or feel that you wanted that luxury what does that do for you because i know when you go on holiday you end up earning more money like when you're in that place and you're not very woo woo but no. when you're in that place that place of abundance and feeling abundance you, it seems you seem to attract more and more happens for you definitely so and that, that is definitely what happens to me if i'm around and i'm not very woo i'm getting a little bit more woo just because <laughs> just through the proof of it rather it than anything just a psychology else. though i think it probably is yeah and i think it's just if i'm relaxed and and also i sell i sell passive income so when people mm. see me on holiday still earning loads of money and i'm having this amazing time there's no better way of showing my lifestyle than walking the walk you know actually totally. doing it so i think that definitely helps but i am much more productive when i am in luxury whether that's you know on a yacht whether that's on on in a beautiful place in thailand or you know in a in a really nice house and even since mm. i've moved house mm. and completely upgraded my surroundings yeah. it's made a massive change and i think it's just because you are what you feel you are and so yeah. i'm acting differently i'm acting like a multi-seven figure business owner whereas yeah. before i was probably acting still like a multi-six figure business owner sure. um, and i'm making decisions based on where i'm going to rather than where i am do you feel there's um, a perception need to spend that money though? Do you feel like, you know, is, you know, is, are the Michael Kors handbags and the Louis Vuitton and all of that sort of designer stuff? Does, I, like, yeah, I know that's not really 
who I, I met two or three years ago, like you wouldn't care about I that still stuff. don't care about that stuff. I think the post you're referring to is one that I put, um, what's your favourite luxury brand? Right. The, reason, the reason I actually did that is because um, somebody was working with me and I needed to find out what their luxury brand was so that I could send them a present. And I didn't Aww. know what theirs was and I was looking and I couldn't find at all that you, normally I can look them up and see what they like, whether it's Tiffany or whatever. And they Aww. didn't, there was nothing on there. That's why I put that on there. That wasn't for me. I Aww. don't care at all about luxury brands i care about being in luxury okay. so if i'm on holiday and i'm comfortable and i feel yeah. surrounded by a luxurious location and for me that's somewhere sunny yeah. that really i care about but i don't care about i mean my clothes are from new look and primark like sure. i don't care about those things yes i have the old mulberry handbag that's probably my splurge um but a treat yeah, and people make fun of me sometimes because they come to my house, like my clients, and they see my beat-up old car outside. Mm. And they're like, why have you got this car? I expected you to have something like really sporty and amazing. I don't care about cars. cars yeah. I honestly don't care about the look of it. So I think people sometimes expect me to show a certain lifestyle online because that's mm. how much money I'm earning. But I don't. I want people to realise that you can have a lot of money and still like the stuff you liked before. And yeah, just, you haven't got to change as a person. No, I'm just still the, the same perception. person. Yeah. yeah. Like, but also that if you do have something that you love, you, there are more opportunities if you are, or earn more money to have mm. that. So you know, people will see me on holiday all the time. Travel is my life. It's the thing. But that they're I, never going to see you in a fancy car. And no. I, but I think that's where you're aligned to your spending values. So I see a lot of people that spend for whatever reason, whether it's just on often things that maybe don't really even make them happy. They're just, it's a habit, it's expectations, it's put on them. You know, they're meant to take out car finance so they can drive a Land Rover. And, you know, that's not necessarily mean that they're wealthy just because they're driving a Land Rover. And more people that I know that are middle wealth, so not ultra wealthy, middle wealth, you won't see them buying necessarily those type of cars. Um, so I think you're just aligned to your values. You spend heavy on travel and tra traveling in a luxury fashion because that's your key value. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think that's fine to be aligned with that. Yeah, I think it's funny how, like, I, I've always thought it was really funny how I could spend, I've spent just last week 30 grand on a holiday. And that I wouldn't even blink at that. I would go, that's a really worthwhile thing to do. If I went into New Look and spent, more than 50 quid on an item i would feel <laughs> sick i'll be like it's a piece of clothing what are you spending 50 quid on a piece of clothing for isn't that weird like mm. depending on the thing that you really love like i could never see myself spending more than 3k on a car right that's incredible uh, it's weird isn't it and yet with holidays i just think well of course i'm gonna buy that holiday that that's but it's an totally experience it. it's an adventure it's there's, it's more than just a holiday to yeah you. it is it's like it's memory making it's yeah. what life is about and i've had yeah. a tattoo on my arm that literally shows an airplane and a heartbeat because that's <laughs> how strong i am about like the, the it is the life force for me is to see the world and it, i think it's because i never did I never went anywhere until I was like 23 years old and and now I can and so I'm spending it on the thing that I wish I had always been able to do and, and showing my eight-year-old twins the world you know they've been to more countries than I went to in my you know first 40 years in the last eight yeah wow um, amazing you're gonna have to wear those maps and put all the pins on we've got point. one one of my yeah. clients bought me one and they scratch it off every time they go somewhere amazing but, yeah. so what advice would you give yourself in the past what's what if you're speaking to yourself when you're in your 20s 
what, what advice would you have given yourself? I think the only piece of advice, and it's easy to say this in hindsight, but the only piece of advice I would have given myself is that there's more money out there than you think. Mm. Like, I think I had such a poor money mindset because I'd never seen money. I mm. was brought up in a council estate. I was surrounded by poverty and thought that was relatively normal until I went to a boarding school I got a scholarship to where suddenly there was money everywhere. And it was so confusing to me how there were all these people with all this money and with these big houses and they could have whatever they wanted whatever shoes they wanted whatever clothes they wanted and they were going on all these holidays and I was like huh like it just didn't make sense to me that there was such this disparity between people and I thought for such a long time uh, people like me don't have money because of where I came from it was so instilled in my head that people like us don't have that people used to say things like how the other half live so mm. I was very in my head it was like oh the other half like you can't break into the other half we're two very separate strands and there's no mixing and it was only like in my sort of late 30s that I started to think why yeah. why can't I why can't more. I just, yeah. yeah and and thinking why have I been telling myself these stories for so long and now I realize how much money is out there and how it's actually available to anyone that wants to go get it totally and, and, and I see that with my friends the friends I went to school with you know I've, I've been my be one particular person has been my best friend since I was five so it's a very long long time and you know the world that I see and you know, being a, around people like you, you know, we probably speak, you know, at least once or twice a month or something. Yeah. And I've got, you know, people, clients and other people like you, when you surround yourself with this sort of other version of life and, it, it, you know, and then I try and explain it to her and I'm trying to encourage her to, you know, maybe start a little sideline or think about how she can get a pay rise or, you know, not living in sort of this sort of, you know, month to month scenario. And um, it's, it's really hard that once yeah. when, you're, when you're not behind that door, when you've she not peeked see it. through, she just won't see no, it. And there's no point me banging on. There isn't and... until she's in it. And I think that that's why the other thing that I spend a hell of a lot of money on is being in masterminds. I mean, I'll spend up to 50K to mm. be in a mastermind. Whereas I remember at the beginning, I wouldn't spend 500 pounds on a course. Now I realise that if I'm around people that are earning what I want to earn, mm. I'm so much more likely to get there. And that's happened every time because I'm surrounded by people right now who are earning multi-seven and eight figures. Like mm. they're, all, they're all around me because they're the masterminds I've joined. I'm in three. Yeah. And so it's becoming normal in my head to earn that. Yeah. And because it's becoming normal, it doesn't seem when I'm charging something or when I'm writing forecasting of what's going to come into my business, it doesn't make you do that. Sorry, you're, you're doing what? You're I know, forecasting. Are you impressed with me? <laughs> are, you the, are you the same person? Oh, I do. Because I'm learning from people that do this and they sit there and go, well, what's your forecast? And I was sitting there going, Mm -hmm. I know it just happens. Yeah, it just happens. I don't know. <laughs> and now it's like, no, we can't. I think it has really helped bringing in an operations manager who is yeah, all about she's numbers. Awesome. And she's, she's awesome. awesome. And she'll make me forecast anyway because she's like, how do you know what's coming in? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Brilliant. I'm sure it'll be fine. What's in the future then? What's going to happen for you? Where do you see yourself? Let's, you know, I know you're not very like, don't like looking too far ahead. But yeah. do you see yourself doing what you're doing now for the next ten years, twenty years? Like, do you think you'll wind that down and, and do other assets, or do you think you'll be doing lives when you're seventy? 
no I don't think I'll be doing this I love what I do but I think it will turn into something else um mm -hmm. I don't know what yet but I can see how already in my head I am much more aware of growing a business for an exit strategy rather than growing a business for me to be in it forever mm -hmm. and that might not be this business but I'm already thinking like that and yeah. um and that's again being around people that are doing that has made yeah. me go ah oh, I see what the plans are here it's not yeah. about just me getting the money for this year and next year it's about me getting the money for in 10 years and I understand that um so I don't know exactly where I'll be do I think I'll always think of a way to make money yeah now I think I've got the mindset that I'll always find a way to make money but I also have this little bit in my head that's preserved for if I had none again I could deal with it yeah I've been there before and I can deal with it and yeah. I know that now and I even try and instill that in my kids a bit yeah. like you can cope if it because they've never had anything but money yeah I try and make sure they realize the value of it and that you can cope if you don't have it in, in fact sometimes you look back on those days very fondly because you yeah. were so excited about the simpler smaller things in life and that's yeah. always a good thing yeah. and so what I don't want to do is be one of these people that go, where do you see yourself? You know, well, next year I want to earn like multi seven figures and then the next year I'm going to earn eight figures. And then I don't want to be that because I think it's actually what I've realized most in the last three years of all my life lessons is that we as entrepreneurs can often do things for the target. Yeah. So like I want to hit six figures multi six figures. I want to be a millionaire yeah. I want I, I want I want five million by the time yeah. I'm 60 and there's all these targets and and goals. very masculine though don't you find I do and I like that to an extent but what I've found is when you hit that there's no surge of joy no and when you actually look back when I look back on the three years and hitting all those goals it's the bit getting there that was the most fun it's the mm. climb that was the most enjoyable for me so now it's much less for me about do you know what's the next target and certainly I'm not bothered if I don't make three million you know yeah. in this financial year because what I, I'm very very aware that ha making more revenue at this point may not mean having more money to go on holiday yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like it doesn't yeah. necessarily go up in the same trajectory no, and so you've point. got quite a, a lean business but some business models mean that if you increase your turnover you actually doesn't necessarily increase in your profits no. because you're just putting more strain on the business it's about becoming really lean and efficient and having different streams of revenue yeah. as you well know that aren't reliant maybe on one client base so that if one dries up you've got other things to lay, lean on and you can start to return those assets into other ways of making money to over and above pensions that's much um, more important to me now so like right. that's why you know i'm talking i was talking to you last week about i'm starting a property business that's definitely where i'm going next i'm excited about that but i can see different types of businesses coming in rather than just let's double this double this double this it doesn't give me the same joy i can see something around investing in other women's businesses and possibly charity sort of a yeah. charity type of work that's what i i can see you going um and that's really exciting and, and that actually when you look at people's values quite often once they've ticked their core boxes and once yeah. they've got like their stability their security and some of their own sort of foundation most people get more joy from helping and supporting others because they can see the transformation the same in my job like where I didn't you are amazing on your own right but when I look at clients like yourself and, and, and others 
Um, I, I didn't get you there. You got there on your own. But where my joy comes from is, is seeing that because that wealth gap, that, that point, what you described of that wealth gap needs to decrease. Yeah. There needs to be more people from all walks of life having money and sharing that money because it has a bigger impact on society and life rather than it being so segregated. Definitely. I've loved our chat today. I hope you'll come back and have a chat in maybe this time next year. Yeah, see where we see are. Where we're at. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So um, what are you up to the rest of the day? Um, I am doing three podcasts. Wow. And I am on four groups because I'm affiliate launching at the moment, which means uh, being visible for all of my affiliates. So I'm everywhere. Busiest time I've ever had, but fun too sounds amazing well love loved having you on and uh, we'll speak soon you take care thank you for joining us on today's episode of accelerate your wealth if you'd like to take the steps to accelerate your wealth further perhaps owning it more or maximizing it to its full potential please do head over to our free facebook group the money mastery collective where we post regular updates on tips to maximize your wealth and also support you along the way We'd love to see you there.